support the work of Strike Seven Sports by heading to Fanatics.com and purchasing officially licensed gear from the NFL, the NBA, and more. Each purchase made through the text link below goes into the funding of the Strike Seven Sports brand. To proceed, go to the link StrikeSevenSports.com forward slash Fanatics. I say again, StrikeSevenSports.com forward slash Fanatics. Thank you. Yo, what's up? This is your boy Derek Brinch here at StrikeSevenSports.com. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Brian Bala, Leo DeSeberry. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. So we're gonna dive right into it with some more college football realignment talk. Um season is uh gonna be starting in a few weeks. And there's been no talk, like real talk about the teams, the actual teams that's going to go out and play on the field. It's everything has been about realignment since um, last a few weeks ago when it was announced that um, Colorado Colorado was going to the Big 12 and it just started set off a firestorm. And the last time we talked, it was Arizona joining the Big 12. The following day, it was Arizona, Arizona State, <laughs> Utah, Washington, Oregon, all left the Pac-12. And now the conference is like pretty much down to four teams. <laughs> and, you know, Washington and Oregon went to the Pac-12, went to the uh, Big Ten. Arizona State, Arizona, Utah joined Colorado to the, the Big 12. And that's just been talk going, you know, left and right. Every day has been a new development of – one program, this program being interested in going to this program or this talk about this conference merging with this conference, this team being left out. It's just been going on all day, you know, for the last, I don't know, last couple of days. You know, you got people out here, um, you know, out here campaigning for, you know, certain programs to be a part of B5. I saw Jarvis Greer with uh, these tweets where he says, uh, you know, if Memphis is so bad, then why we have this? I'm like, you know, <laughs> I just just chuckle at it, man. It just, it's just crazy right now. But eventually this is going to stop. Eventually, I think. I don't think it's going to – I don't think this year is going to be the, the end of it. I think it's going to continue going into next season as well. So with that being said, what is your crystal balls, your crystal ball prediction for the end game for college football realignment? And for me, I'm gonna go ahead first on this one. I think this is gonna break. This is gonna come. Be, I don't. I think this is gonna become a two conference league eventually. You're gonna have it for a total of forty of thirty two to forty teams. It could be. Like the NFL, where it's 16 team conference, two 16 team conferences, or it could be two 20 team conferences. And you're broken down, you have your two conferences, and you break them down by your divisions. You know, and I know in the NFL, you play, in the NFL, you play uh, your, your division teams, your division teams play twice, twice, twice a season, twice a year. But in college, since it, it'll be, if it could be 20 teams, you play your division games, but that 15, whatever the 15 is, it'll rotate. 
for 15 minutes, they'll play somebody in that conference. It's not your division, but it's a conference game. And that'll count towards your uh, your record. And whatever your record is, you have the best record in that, in that division, you win your you win that division. You're the division winner, you get to the CF the CFP, whatever they call it, and you go from there. But I think it's gonna become a two conference league eventually. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but this ain't the end of it. You know, and Dabo Sweeney kind of agree with him on this one. He was saying that he saw this happening for years, for a while back, and he was saying that he could get up to 24 teams in the playoffs. So up to 24, he believes. So that's how much they could ratchet this thing up. And how, if they get 24 teams, I don't know how that's going to work out logistically, and I don't know how they're going to play that many games. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that play out. But that's my crystal ball prediction for college football. Real line, it'll be a two-conference league. With twenty, with sixteen to twenty teams in the two between the two conferences, which y'all got? Leah, you can go first. It's a hard one, man. Like, my really, it's hard to to see, like, realign it in terms of, of like, it's all around college football. So, really, like you said, DB, only a few mega conferences left. Like, that's what, that's what it's going to be, three mega conferences. Like, two maybe. Three, three is a match where you get 20 plus teams. You get all yeah. Now, now I ain't going to lie, DB. I don't know how this is going to work because I got a lot of television rights and fighting and all of it. So, like, you really don't know how the hell that's going to work. But I do think that, um, like you said, it's going to be mega conferences. You get the 60 best teams in there. Now, I don't know if Memphis is in there for football. 60 teams, like, it's all about football. Like, because if it weren't, Memphis here clearly would be in there. So, yeah, that's what I think it is. So, like, I agree with you, three conferences, 60 best programs, football. And then uh, I'll go from there. That's what it's going to look like it's going to be. I, I don't like like schools like a Notre Dame. If they join it in, they taking up a spot. Like so they can join it if they want to. Like I feel like they could they could realistically join it. Like so they taking up another spot from another school that might be here somewhere like Big Twelve, wherever. That's another spot. So I think I'm going with three minutes. That's what I think. Okay. Um, I don't think it'll be two. I think maybe four super conferences. Um, because I just don't know if you could do two for how many teams would be left over. And it, like, if you just look at it right now, the Big Twelve I think will stay together. The um, I know the Pac twelve they're done. Uh, the SEC will stay together, and the Big Ten will stay together. So that that's three. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the SEC, I mean the ACC, um, and some of these other conferences that are uh, that are like not Power Five. So that's why I say at least four. Okay. All right, man. That's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, man. Because I mean, I I did, I, I thought I knew. There was gonna more teams were gonna be added 
But I didn't think it would get this crazy, man, where it's just like a P5 conference, a Power 5 conference will get rated like this, man. And I was hearing like a while back, I was hearing like a lot of complaints about the Pac-12 and how they were kind of like, you know, behind the power curve in regards to certain, you know, moves being made, you know, TV deals and, you know, the way they handled the um, – the pandemic and all that, they didn't, they, they almost didn't play, you know what I'm saying? They pretty much had like a half a season that year. That would be like, you know, I'll say influence to uh, start the season up because they was going to play football, you know, but um, they eventually played. But this is what happens, man, when, you know, certain moves aren't, aren't made, you know, prior to this stuff happening, you know, and I think, this is kind of what happened to Memphis, with Memphis. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think this kind of, they kind of like missed the boat with this stuff because they didn't plan, they didn't envision this stuff, you know what I'm saying, sooner. You know what I'm saying? They didn't envision, you know, the conferences realigning, you know, the players starting to get paid, you know what I'm saying? The NIL becoming a factor. They didn't envision this stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I think if they would have did that in the beginning, I think they would be in the conference. They would have been with a, with a Cincinnati going to the Big 12, you know, because that's what Cincinnati did, man. If y'all, if, you know, Cincinnati was winning prior to uh, what happened in 2021 um, when they went to the playoffs. Because they was undefeated under Brian Kelly. You know what I'm saying? They were undefeated. Mm-hmm. They was undefeated. They was, they was going to bowls. They was going to bowls during the, um, the BCS era. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's really ain't nothing, you know, new to them. You know what I'm saying? They asked Brian Kelly, successful coach, you know what I'm saying? And then they got Luke Fickle, and he kept it going. And they, you know what I'm saying? So, and they, and they built the uh, on-campus stadium. You know, the, the people who got it going, you know, envisioned this stuff a long time ago. And they built it, and they didn't care about, you know, not belonging, you know, not belonging at that time. You just kept, you know, recruiting, getting good players, you know, good coaches, good coaching staff, and and, and um, be impressive. And when it was time to make that jump, they made it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think is happening. What are y'all thoughts on what I just said? Um, you can go first, Leah. I think that uh... – Having like like you said, Cincinnati with Brian Kelly, like you said, they were they, they were used to you know being putting on the national scene. So that was a blueprint, and I think like like you said, let's go to expand on that. Like Michigan has been on the national scene in at times, championships, games, wins, and so these other Houston events, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Houston's won. Oh, they win in basketball. I don't know if they won football. But I know they won in basketball. Yeah, they may have won in football because they beat they beat uh Florida State with in the uh in a bowl game. Yeah. So they had that one a good year. With Greg Ward. Yeah. Yeah, so they've had like you know, they've had their share of success. And so really like I like and even with Houston when they were dominated the country USA with Case Tuna. They'd already been Kevin Summers. They had been building. See, yeah, this was terrible, terrible in those years. Terrible. Right, yeah. 
and winning, winning two, winning two, three games. And while yes, they got better all the time. Sometimes when you go so far back, even a, even going a nine straight bowl game, which that's the, one of the longest, I think five or six teams have done that. Like they very good yeah. company line. It's it's still not enough because so much negative issues with the other regimes and stuff. So you got it like. I don't know what they don't have to do. I don't know what they like. Like they need to do what SMU did. Offer it, throw themselves at the feet of a conference, and say, "Please take us." So repeat it again. Who say it again? I think they need to do what SMU did and offer it to to to, to get nothing at first, and and throw themselves at the feet of a of a conference and say, "Please take us." Hey, do, go to Big Ten and X, bro. <laughs> Okay. Tell the Big Ten, go to Big Ten and say, "Hey, man, look, we gonna take no revenue. We're, we're just, just let this accept us, please, please." You think they'll do that? You think they would do that, do you? Man, hey, bro, man, no, no revenue is hard for a company. That's hard. I don't bro. think Memphis can afford to do that. Yeah, they can't. Even, they can't afford to drop football. No. Well, I think that'd be different than. I think I'm t- we're talking about like I think with SMU they're just saying that they won't do the revenue, but I obviously surely they'll be still playing, keeping their sports. So, um, I mean, if you were able to get some money for the state, um, then maybe you could try to do that, but uh, it's too risky to do that. But I was thinking, and some people were disagreeing in the Discord, but I think it happened if the ACC adds the three schools that they're trying to add and um and let's say i don't think they'll add notre dame so let's say they add west virginia there's a spot open in the big 12 um i think memphis would be one of the schools that they would look at the biggest take two lane, bro. you think they'll take Tulane? they'll add Tulane. trust me watch they'll yeah. add Tulane over memphis watch i actually think san diego state could be I had a both. See? So, yeah. Yeah. It will be a very interesting debate. But, yeah. Um, I got I got a good poll question coming tomorrow. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off. You got anything else? No. I really, to All be right. honest, I mean, I really don't have a, a lot to say about this conference realign because I mean a lot of the main big stuff has already happened. Um, we're yeah. waiting to see um, what happens with some of the ACC schools, and then if these other schools that are trying to join the ACC join. But like a lot of the major dominoes have fallen. We still have a few more that could fall, but I don't think they will happen before yeah. this season. Like I don't think the ACC schools will leave yet, but maybe after next. Year. So who is these? Uh reported eight teams that was threatened to leave, threatening to uh, leave the ACC if, uh, wait, because of the revenue thing. We know, we know if Florida State and Clemson, we know that. Yeah. Team. We would have to say, I probably would say Duke was in there. North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, NC State, and, um, I'm looking at the state. I don't think it was Georgia State. I don't think they were. And where would they go? 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, like the American? You go to America? Some of the schools, Miami and Clemson, Florida and Clemson, those are SEC. They're headed for the yeah. SEC. Yeah. I'm saying that. I'm just talking about outside of, the, outside of Miami, Clemson, and Florida State. Where, the, where these other schools was going to go? Well, I mean, the American, bro. Duke and UNC can make a case uh, for the SEC. I saw um, to see Will today. He's saying that uh, UNC, yeah, but Duke, nah. That's like Vanderbilt. Like the be in 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 the SEC, Duke would be like Vanderbilt. They'd be like yeah. pretty much like a one school, a one sport school. Uh, I think Duke would be better in football than Vandy would. Yeah. Mm. Duke's better than you think. Like, are they a powerhouse now? Um, but that they're. they're they're a solid program. They're like a shoot, and you may even throw this school in there. I'm a Wake Forest in a way. Um, oh, Wake Forest is good. Yeah, and so it's it's going to be interesting how this whole thing plays out. I, I think the ACC finds a way to stick together. Whether now whether will they lose some schools? Yes, but I think they're able to add some schools. Whether they're, they're probably that that last conference. Maybe. Well, it all depends on how many schools uh leave the ACC. But yeah, th- they got a shot. Uh, but we're waiting. Yeah, I see, man. We just Memphis is in a I mean, they just gotta keep, take care of business on the field, man. You gotta take care of business on the field. That's just what it is with Memphis, man. You just you playing catch up, you know. So, and I mean, to me, man, you can't, it would help if basketball was like, you know, made it a big, a deep run to the tournament last year. It would have helped. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it I could. I don't know if I did agree with that. Because, look, if you want to invite someone, you'll invite someone. I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying it would have. It would have. It may have helped. Because stuff is mid, man. I don't think it would have been a difference maker. Is what I'm looking at. We don't know that. So you thinking if we went on a run, we would have gotten an invite over a school like us? You don't know what would happen, bro. Look, dude, Tulane went to the Cotton Bowl and beat USC, and then months later, let's talk about them going to the Pac-12. Look, based off of that. Even oh, if based Tulane, over that. yeah, all right, fine. But even if Tulane didn't do that, they would probably be a more attractive candidate. If we're talking about comparing schools with Memphis now, in general, I don't know. You may be right, but if we're cons- comparing schools and um with Memphis, they would be a more attractive candidate for the Pac-12. Uh, Dude, nobody was talking about Tulane going to Pac-12, bro. All right, like I said, I'm just comparing it. Them in Memphis, you're saying in general, that's fair. I, I get where you come from. I'm just comparing uh, these schools with Memphis, like San Diego State. They would probably fit the Pac-12 better. It helps out there on the West Coast. Yeah. So, um, it is what it is. There's so many things, like there's so many things that we don't. Yeah, we don't know. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, I was 
I'm gonna I was gonna count on Slumpy made DB. You said that if Memphis had made a had made a deeper run, you must you you know San Diego State made the championship game. And think about yeah. this, they made the right. national championship game. They left the Mountain West thinking they would have takers. They didn't have any takers that had the run back. Yeah. So you gotta think about that too. Yeah, it's true. Man, I don't know. I don't think Memphis, the people at Memphis would do nothing like that. Though, man. It just, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they would do nothing Leave like that. Back. Yeah, like, man, we bought, we bought some, man. We're going to a P5. <laughs> We're going to do what SCB did. I don't know, bro. They ain't got them guts like that, man. Man, it takes some real judos to, to say, you, we, we don't, we won't take any revenue for five, seven years. Like, that is really, that's almost, un- it is unheard of. Not almost. Heard of. Not the Rudd would do something like that though. Who? David Rudd, the prior, um, he was the prior AD, right? Yeah, but he had opportunities to do so at Virginia. Huh? We talk about people talk about how Rudd would have been this and that. He had opportunities. He did. I mean, V. That Cotton Bowl. Was the opportunity? I think they could have cashed out on that. Yeah. Didn't cash in enough. Yeah. What? You know what, what, bro? You know what? I was just gonna clarify. I believe. Hmm? Bring it up, dude. Oh, oh what's that word? Huh? You went out? Why? Are you yeah. here? Did he win the way? He's fading. Like, he's breaking in and out. He's breaking in and out. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm back. All right, go ahead. What happened, man? I don't know. I, I don't. I guess like y'all, y'all screens. Well, your screen DB froze fr- on my screen. So, but then my I guess reset for me. That's what happened. Um, yeah. As far as I was just clarifying, I believe Rudd was the president and Bowen was the AD. Bowen was AD. Yeah. So that that's all I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All Memphis can do is make themselves the most attractive um, school they can. Obviously, win in-house, but I don't think that's the end-all, be-all. They have to do some other stuff um, to give themselves a shot. Uh, but it it is what it is. Yeah. You know what, though? I'll close it out with this. We're saying this. You know what SMU remind me of? The Clippers. You know why I say the Clippers? Yeah, <laughs> they haven't. They don't have like a whole lot of history of success, but they have money. You know what I'm saying? They got yeah. the Clippers got Bomber. Bomber's willing to spend money. He's willing to go on the luxury tax to get a championship, to build a championship winning team. And that's what SMU has, man. Yeah. SMU has is in a big market, one of the top TV markets in the country. Dallas forward. They got big money backers around them, behind them. They could go out in the IL, do a, start a collective, get the best players in the country, 
get really good wide receivers, good offensive linemen, quarterbacks are really good, good you know, five-star quarterbacks, and compete. Now, will it happen? We don't know, but that's what SMU remind me of, the Clippers. So, so who's the Lakers? Who's the Lakers? Yeah. USC? Alabama. Alabama, Georgia. Ah, okay. That's fair. I can, I can, I was just curious. All right. All right, man. Moving right along. We're going to go into uh, some actual on the field talk with college football <laughs> and talk about a sleeper team that no one is talking about that can break into the, the CFP this season. I'm going to go first on this one as well. The team that I got that I think could get into the CFP that we ain't getting a, you know, a lot of people ain't paying attention to, and you know, rightfully so, because of this realignment stuff going on. I'm gonna say Penn State, man. Penn State. I know Sean Clifford is um transitioned to the NFL, but they got new quarterback that uh, I think is ready, gonna be ready to go. And uh, Drew LR, I hope that's his I'm pronouncing that right. Drew LR is the new quarterback, 6'5, 242 pound, formal five star recruit. Played a little bit last season. Uh, I think they got a mixture of uh, young players coming, you know, joining the program with some veterans. And the, I look at the schedule fairly easy in my easy in my opinion. You got you start off with uh, West Virginia at home, Delaware, Illinois. I know about um, Brett Billum up there had a good year. Um, Iowa. Northwestern, UMass, Ohio State, down. They don't have CJ Stroud anymore, so they're, you know, jury's still out on that new quarterback. Indiana, you got Maryland. You play Michigan. It's not. A, it's not a. Uh, it's not a whiteout game, but you got him at home. You got him in your spot. Um, close out final two against Rutgers and Michigan State. You play. You go to Lansing on that one. To me, man, if you can. You can get past Ohio State on the road, beat Michigan at home, uh, avoid, you know, sleeper teams like Iowa, you know, Illinois. Illinois gave Michigan some trouble last year. Avoid those teams and beat them, beat Michigan State, go to the Big Ten Championship and win it. I think you can get into the CFP. So that's my own pick. Michigan is uh, Penn State. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, Josh Pate, I didn't watch the whole video, but he he was really high on Penn State coming going in this year. And I really like um Drew Alar, their new QB. It is his first year, so that's maybe um something that may not say concern, but you know he has to prove it. Um, but their defense will always be solid under Franklin. Um, so I I definitely think uh Penn State could make the playoff. My sleeper team, though, out of the Big Ten has always been Wisconsin. I like Mordecai. I like Fickle. And obviously, most importantly, they're in an easier division. And so that's why if I had to pick a sleeper team uh, out of the Big Ten, it'll definitely be Wisconsin. My sleeper team uh, is Washington. Um, yeah. I know – they're in a tough conference with, with, with uh, USC, UCLA, um, even Oregon State. Hey, but I, I'm really high on Washington. Uh, they have a really talented quarterback, Michael Penix. 
Yeah, Coach Kellen the uh, the Boer. He uh, was at Fresno State, went nine and three at twenty twenty one. Last year, his first year, he led a Washington to eleven and two record, and they beat teams like they beat teams like Oregon, Oregon State, and they beat Texas and Alamo. And uh, I'm a. Uh, I think that personally, Washington is going to be the tier. I think they make it to the, to the final four. You know what? Michael Penny, he's a he's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He's just six years. He last year, he had three for uh, over 4,000. Well, I think this is over almost 5,000 yards. 31 touchdowns. Really good, really elite. Um, he's got a lot of injuries. But I think if you look at Drake, of course, they look at Drake May and, and, and Taylor Williams at number two. I think he's right there at number three with Bo Nix. Like, him and Bo, Bo Nix are making that. I would say Penix, actually. I've been a fan of his since he was at Indiana. When they were – he had Michael Penix at Indiana in the top ten. You don't forget that. Indiana was a top ten program with him and it, when he was at his best and it was healthy. Um, So, uh, I really – I think Washington may say so. They have some really good receivers, too. Uh, I think their defense will be hold up. It's not great. And they're going to give up points. They do play USC and Oregon. They do. Mm-hmm. They do have some. They do have some tough stretch now, DJ. But I think they can survive it. I think they go twelve and one. I think they're going to go to the playoffs. And I think they might. You know what? I just want to say, crazy. Georgia don't win the championship. I think Washington wins. Oh. You said what? I said if Georgia don't win an SEC championship, I'm going to go with Washington. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, to me, the yeah, I was going to ask you this. Uh, Clint Brewster on Tour 7, I don't know if I know who he is, but um, he said he's picking LSU to win the Natty. What do you think about the DV? I'm surprised, man. Um, they got a shot. Yep. They got a good. They got a shot at good shot at winning it. They got a. Uh, of course, you know if, if it happens, it might be against Georgia in the rematch. You know, but there is a shot. There is a shot for LSU, LSU to win the national championship this season. Man. There's a really good team. You know, got a little bit some questions on the secondary on the outside with the cornerbacks, but other than that, man, I think it's a um, really good football team. You know. Washington, man, shoot, they got this schedule, man. I don't know, bro. This schedule, a little tricky to me, man. You got USC on the road, play Utah. They ain't going to be, no, be a problem. What Oregon, you know, Bull Knicks, you know, is like a whole different, you know, quarterback since going to that conference. You play Oregon. You got Michigan State in the beginning. Then you got Boyd State. And you know what they're about. But I can see them making a run, you know. Wisconsin, bro, uh, dude, every year in Wisconsin, Wisconsin does this, bro. Wisconsin go on a run, start off hot, and then lose a game that they, they shouldn't even lose, bro. And they just spiral after that. So I don't know about Wisconsin, bro. You know? Any thoughts? Oh. Well, I mean, I was going to say, 
Wisconsin may be a little different, different coach, different quarterback, and just a different style offensively. But yeah, I, we got to see it to believe it. So I get that. Um, my favorite is Michigan. Uh, they bring back a lot. They they've been to the playoff. They really probably should have won that game against TCU. Their execution um wasn't great. And I think I want to know your thoughts on this. When they didn't score on a touchdown on that first drive, I know it's the first quarter, um, but I feel like that set the tone for the game. And from there, TCU was able to win it. But uh, I think Michigan, it's almost, I'm going to go as far to say if they don't win the title this year, it'll be a failure. And this, Jim Harbaugh, this is his best chance to win something since he was with the 49ers. Uh, and, and when I say uh, the championship, I know he's won a big time chip, chip back to back, but um, this is the year to do it. I could see LSU doing it, but I just think the SEC is a gauntlet. Um, I'm still going to hold by my prediction that uh, no SEC team will make the playoff. But <laughs> even though I have it, I'm not that confident. And a team that I probably say is a sleeper is Notre Dame and, and Oklahoma. Those are probably two sleepers off the top of my head. Too. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Ray Brown, you are funny, man. You are funny, man. You said no issues. And that, that's never happened. Am I correct? Am I mistaken? Uh, yeah. It's never right. happened, bro. It's never happened to see a Fierro. Never. Hey, history is always being, is is going to happen at some point. I don't know when, but and it, and right. it may not ever happen. But, but we'll see. Bro. I don't think that'll ever happen. Ever. Bro, we were talking about, you remember when Bama, what was they, was that last year? When they were talking about putting Bama in with two losses. They gonna find yeah. a way to get the ACC team in there. Like, bro, they was yeah. really gonna find, I think Bama would've got in if uh, TCU had lost. Had lost. I think Bama would've got in. TCU did lose. They, they, they did lose. They lost oh, to Kansas State. Yeah. They did, they did, they did. My dad forgot. But, I think it was still a heated debate on people were saying they, the Bama deserved a spot and all. And you know, after they got swinged by Georgia in the championship game, people were saying Bama should have had their spot and all that. You know, people, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't think no issue. I think issue three gonna be in that forever. They gonna always yeah. gonna be one time. Yeah, conference is too strong. Yeah, so it'll be. I think I was gonna say it happened, man. I just that's a bull take, Bill Brian. It's a bull take, bro. No SEC team in the CFP. I doubt it, bro. I, I really doubt it, bro. They, they're not gonna beat. They, they're gonna beat each other up to a certain extent, but they're gonna be to where the, team, the teams getting like three and four losses. You know what I'm saying? And like eliminate themselves. That's that's something. That's what happens in the. That's what happens in the in the Big Twelve, in the Pac Twelve. That's what happens in the Big and then on those conferences. But I don't see that happening, bro. You know. So we're gonna we'll see. But my, my sleeper is uh, Penn State. So, all right, man, moving right along. We can go into the NFL um, segment of this uh, podcast episode. And what we're going to do this, this in this segment, we're going to call it burning questions. Burning questions for NFL teams. And to start off, I'm going to start off first again as well. My two burning questions. I got two burning questions, man, for these particular teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Denver Broncos. I'm starting with Jacksonville first. And my question is on the Doug Peterson in year two, 
can this team emerge the Super Bowl contender status in the AFC? You know, similar to what he did in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. Can Trevor Lawrence, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's gonna have that that injury that Lawrence had, that uh Wentz had, but can he get on that level where Carson Wentz was playing like the MVP and the team, you know, everything clicking for the team and it got to the Super Bowl. Can they do that with this team? You know, um, offensive line is on um, legitimate. Your running game is on point. You got uh, Travis Etienne back there, a young running back. You get Calvin Ridley back this season. Um, you got – you still got Christian Kirk out there. You got, um, you know, the tight end Evan Ingram. You playing um, – what people say is a solve the vision. You know what I'm saying? So you should win it, but we'll see. But can this team take that next step as, you know, and, and become in that same category as a Kansas City, um, you know, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Miami? Are they that type of team? You know, so that's my burning question right there for – Jacksonville. Can Jacksonville emerge to Super Bowl contender status in year two with Doug Peterson? My second one is for the Denver Broncos and in particular to Sean Payton. The question is, is Sean Payton still him? Now, what I mean by is Sean Payton still him, can he still rehab quarterbacks? Can he rehab quarterbacks? Can he they say they say he is a a, a clone of Bill Parcells because he worked under Bill Parcells. He's under the Bill Parcells coaching coaching tree. He is by far, you know, outside of uh, Bill Belichick, the next best, you know, person in the lineage. You know, if you know anything about Bill Parcells, everywhere he's gone, he has turned around a franchise to a certain to a certain extent. He is, you know. We have the franchise. Can Sean Payne do that in Denver with a a different landscape compared to the NFC South, where the teams, the opposing teams in the division are occasionally good. They weren't consistent. They're like next year they'll fall off. And next year, and the following year, they'll rebound or just be even worse. This is different. You're going into a division where you got elite passers, man. You going you got um you know, Russell, not Russell Wilson, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Justin Herbert, Juris um, still out on uh, your Raiders, Leo, with uh, Josh McDaniel, but Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that with, with good coaching, with good coaching, he's a really effective quarterback. But back to Sean Payton, though, as a coach, can he rehab Russell Wilson? Similar to how He's re, he turned Drew Brees into a Hall of Famer. He got Teddy Teddy Bridgewater got paid because of what he did with Sean Payton. He went Bridgewater went five and zero. He won games. Sean Payton won games with Taysom, Taysom Hill. He got he, he he turned Taysom Hill into a functional quarterback and won games with him. He got paid. Um, for a moment, he had Jameis Winston on the right path with a winning record. You know, so is Russell Wilson next in line 
to have that resurgence in his career? Does the Denver Broncos have the pieces in place to where that, that turnaround can happen under Sean Payton and they become, they, they eventually could become that team that, you know, oversteps the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. So that's my two burning questions right there. What are your thoughts, please? Do I have any? Um, as far as the Broncos, the one thing you've probably seen this, and I kind of agree, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are two totally different quarterbacks. And so, the I mean, the only thing that's similar is their size, but in terms of like height, but Russell's thicker, um, lower body and stuff. So that's why I think that's why some people weren't sure that Sean Payton was the right coach for Russell Wilson. And not saying Sean Payton can't coach, but he's gonna he can't coach um Russell Wilson like or at least I don't think he can coach Russell Wilson like he coached Drew Brees. He's gonna have to change his stuff and maybe change his offense, maybe a more run heavy offense and Russell Wilson uh, goes off of that because that's when Russell Wilson's been off at his best. I know he was able to cook more late in his latter years in Seattle, but when he tried to do that this year, um, he just doesn't have the athleticism um, anymore. And so, he, what Sean Payton's gonna have to figure out uh, what's best for the team, and that may not be what's best. Russ may not like that, or it may not be the sexy thing to do, but you got to get. Um, W's and I think Sean Payton's smart enough to figure that out. Um, and as far as the Jaguars, yeah, that's a fair question. I think for me, for the Jaguars, is how how are they going to handle being they were the hunters last year? How are they going to be the hunt? How, how are they going to handle being the hunted in the AFC South since they were the division champs? Uh, the Titans, I believe, will be better. Uh, the Texans and Colts have some young QBs, so I think they'll show some flashes, but they'll probably uh, be fighting for a third and fourth spot in the division. So how did the Jaguars, can they win the division? And if they don't, can they get in the wild card uh, spot in the playoffs? And then what what did they do um, in the playoffs this year? And can they avoid falling behind the way they did against the Chargers? Because they're able to win, but that's just not sustainable to be able to do that. And then how can they build upon that? Um, that's what I want to see. You got any blind courses of your own? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The commanders, this whole Eric B. Enemy situation. Um, I want to see how that offense does. Um, they actually have a game, not this week, but next week, next Monday the 21st on ESPN. So I can't wait to see that. And I know it's just preseason, but um, the spotlight's definitely going to be on them. And can Ron Rivera keep his job? Uh, this is Ron Rivera, <laughs> the second time he's uh, been in a situation where a new ownership has come in and he wasn't able to keep his job last time. Can he keep it this time? And if not, who do the commanders look to uh, replace him with? Do they look at Eric Bieniemy? Um, and Eric Bieniemy, you got this is your a golden opportunity. And look, he could still have the offense could still be good. And this team, because of the division they are in, they may not make the playoffs. But if he can, if this offense can improve, where 
and he maybe does a better job um, either in the interview room or just while someone where they can get him a job, then it was worth it uh, making the move from Casey. Um, but it's early. I know some people are worried about what some of the players said. I really don't think Ron Rivera should have said what he said, but um, it is what it is. So they have to move forward. I think ultimately Ron uh, Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy, and especially Eric Bieniemy, he has to figure out a way to. He may have to ch- adapt his coaching style a little bit, but only if um, he's not having success. Um, but if you have success, just keep on doing what you do. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's all to say about the commanders. And uh, I'll go with the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields, this is your uh, big year for you. Um, the Bears passed on Bryce Young. Uh, y'all know how I feel about that. I felt like the Bears should have taken Bryce Young, but it is what it is. So, Justin Fields, <laughs> let's see what you can do. Let's see what you can do this year. Can you be that big-time QB we believe you can be? And um, we know you can run it a little bit, but how much uh, have you improved as a passer? And um, I don't think the coach for uh, – what's his name? The coach for the Bears, Matt Eberflees. Eberblum, Eberblum, Eberblum. Eberflees. 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 Uh, I don't think he'll get fired, but this is a big year for him. And if Ryan Day somehow becomes available, he he could be the next Bears head coach. They tried to get him last time, I think, but it didn't work out. But um, that that's we have a while to go for there. But yeah, Justin Fields, we need to sh- see what you got. This is a big year for you. All right, Leo, what you got, man? Oh, uh, little my big question. I got three big questions. Number one, can the Cowboys finally get to the NFC Championship? Yeah. Loaded <laughs> roster. Uh, what's his face? Future Hall of Famer LaShawn McCoy was at the was at the practice the other day. Today, actually, he said it's a top three roster. I agree with him. I don't think it's a top three roster. Well, I think top, like talent wise, you go offense and defense, go rotation, rotation piece to piece. Like you got, you got. O-line. They, I think they get Mark back. I think he comes back. Yeah. They, right. they got a line. You got the running game. Even though kind of outside of politics, kind of who, who next, but like, they'll figure that out. Um, They got the receivers. They think they had a quarterback. They 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 they, they want to get a quarterback in the extension. Um, they got, they got Trevor on D. Gave him $97 million. You got Michael Parsons who's going to get more than that. You got you got linebackers, you got everything, but you don't have an appearance in the NFC Championship game since nineteen ninety five. I wasn't even around there. Brown wasn't around there. Even you were youngin back then. Yeah, I remember. I remember all the years, bro. Yeah, you were youngin. You were you and you were probably in your team. Yeah, so, I remember. So yeah, so that's. And they take that next step. And seriously, they they had a chance to beat San Francisco. Even though it was a low scoring game, they had opportunities to win. Dak didn't make the play, did the right play. He had, he didn't get some help from all. the defense did the best job, big cool, but the offense just did everything. So can they overcome that hump? 
they don't win the championship, they don't get to the least NFC championship game. Man, they gotta ask a lot. Jerry is very patient, but he don't like he don't want to take that Jason Garrett like because him Jerry getting up there in age. We know he up there. Like, he, he got, yeah, he he, he, he can't wait no more, man. Yeah, like like this this ain't nineteen. This ain't early ninety. Well, late nineties, two thousand Jerry that was kind of patient. He was real patient, but this ain't the this ain't the, He can't afford to do that now because he getting up there in age. He want to see a champ. He want to see a winner. So he. Before he uh, moves on, transitions on. So, yeah. um, that's a big question. Number two, can the Bengals live up to the hype? Like they got a lot of hype. Like folks, mm-hmm. they, they coming out there lost. They lost in the NFC championship, AFC championship game to the Chiefs. Joe Burrow, can he make that? He, he, they look at him as a leader already, but probably taking a third best quarterback in the league. But can he continue to, to improve every year? And can he can, can the uh, Bengals online protect him? He could hit a lot. Last year it was better, but they still he was still hit a lot. Um, they have Orlando Brown now as a tackle. Yeah, Orlando and, Brown. And they gave him a big deal of free agency. They uh, they put some records around. Uh, they gave him an underrated a guy that they can break out with. Him. He was the, he was the big uh, Vikings uh, old old tight end, Irv Smith Jr. Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He he real. Keep in mind, Hayden Hurst was there like last year and got paid out there. I think Irv Smith to do some similar thing like that. He put up numbers. Hey, Hurst put up numbers with uh, with Burrow. He got 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 big money from the uh, from the uh, Panthers of I expect Irv to have a best day season after you know having first former first round pick didn't work out really as well with the, with the Vikings like just put him, him but get get a new opportunity and so can the Bengals. Find Anything else? No. 
You yeah. Know? Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say the Cowboys. You gotta at least try to make to the NFC Championship game for the season to be a success. But you can make a case if you don't win the Super Bowl, <laughs> that's a failure in itself. But at least NFC Championship game or. Dak could be gone. Mike McCarthy could be gone. It's a big year for the Cowboys. And then Lamar Jackson, you you got paid. Uh, you got some weapons. Let's see what you can do. A new offensive coordinator. So now let's see what you can do. Um, big year for him. Uh, I do agree that Kevin Stefanski is on the hot seat. Actually, I think I saw a tweet. An NFC coach said that. Uh, I would. I know the coach. Maybe now I don't want to put his name, but I, I've always believed. I don't like anonymous anonymous sources put your name to a quote i've always believed that um but yeah it's the afc north you can make cases the most interested division in all of football you got the steelers uh second year with kenny pickett second or third year i don't know for sure but um uh what's his name matt canada is on the hot seat as the oc uh mike tollin yeah can Mike Tomlin continue not to have a losing season? That's ridiculous how that has not happened. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, how to, yeah. How do the Bengals uh, respond from a tough loss in the AFC Championship game? Um, and then Lamar and Deshaun, how do they bounce back from their injury or uh, missing of game via suspension? And so it's going to be very, very interesting uh, division to watch. Um, and this season, the season will be here before we know. But uh, and then uh, the team, I'm surprised none of y'all brought this up. The Lions, can they live up to the hype? I think they should at least win the division. That that That's fair to say. Um, and then go from there. Hey, what about this one, man? Whatever Ryan Tannehill does well. And they get to the playoffs. They overstep. They give the back. They get control of the division again. He has a really good year working with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, what do you do? You probably bring back for an, uh, another year. But what if another team comes after him? It's possible. I know that's a good question. Um, I, I was never a fan of the Will Levis pick. Um, you know me, I've always wanted to go in on Caleb Williams, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where the Titans are at the trade deadline because a lot of Titans fans agree with this. If the right deals come, instead of losing these guys for nothing, you should trade Tannehill and you should trade Derrick Henry. So, I really am going to be intrigued to see what the Titans do this season and especially um, at the trade deadline. But, yeah, I think you could consider bringing him back. Uh, it also depends on how comfortable they feel with putting probably Will Levis out there. Um, so I think there's so much that plays into that. But it's a it's a fair uh, question to ask. I just – I think the answers um, to that question will be to uh, be determined and what what's the price like and how, how much longer do you think the QB of the future needs to sit um so yeah okay and the response to your uh ryan day going to the bears you know some take scenario if i'm the bears man i, I try to hire ben johnson man from detroit 
Ben Johnson. Yeah. He's good. Um, ben Johnson. Somebody off that Shannon staff. I mean, I, I wonder if it gets that bad. If, it, if Chicago gets doesn't show any improvement, I wonder if they're gonna start. They're gonna try to like give away some more assets and just like start bombing for Caleb Williams. I drink me. I could see that. Um, just because they didn't take Bryce Young, if they don't feel like Phillips is the guy, remember they never drafted him, and so. Uh, I could I could see that happening. Uh, Ryan Day, for, regardless of whether it's the Bears, if the Buckeyes struggle again, and he feels like he may not, they, they may fire him, or uh, he just he doesn't work on the hot season for the following season because you know that that Gene Smith just announced today he's retiring, so he's gonna have a new AD. I think. Um, a lot of people think is going to be the UCLA AD, who was he's a black guy, Martin Yarman, Jarman, uh, who was at mm. the but um, and so he 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 actually may know Ryan Day a little bit, but um, I could see Ryan Day trying to go to the NFL, and like I said, it, it's harder to win but easier to coach. You don't have to deal with recruiting, you don't have to deal with NIL, you can just coach. So I can see him making that move. Um, and a lot of NFL teams were very, very interested in him. He and Lincoln Riley, uh, they're very, very interested in him. So I, I could see that that happening. Sure, I'm Jerry Jones. I got the Lincoln Riley, man. Lincoln and the Bears. Riley. And the Bears. I got the Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley ain't coming to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I look, he has a good deal. If he was going to leave, he would have left before when he was leaving Oklahoma. But I just never thought Lincoln Riley would would leave um, college until he won a natty. If he won a national championship, then he would have nothing to prove. But I've always just felt Lincoln Riley's a college football coach. He's a college coach. Um, yeah. Made the – yeah. So I know it's kind of like with Dabo Sweeney. Could he coach in the NFL? Yeah, but he, he seems like a college coach. Nah. nah. So, nah I'll see Dabo Sweeney in this world, bro. That's that's the way I look at Lincoln Riley. So um, it it would take like an offer that he kind of got from USC, which it would have to be everything would have to be perfect uh, for him to take it. And look, the NFL ain't for everybody. Um, the one thing about the NFL, you're dealing with grown men, and it's just it's it's a whole nother. It's easier to coach in terms of like just less you have to deal with but harder to win and um and also another thing these coaches are hired to get fired and a lot of these coaches want job security lincoln riley will probably never get fired at usc whether he'll live up to their standards of what they were uh back in the day under Pete carroll i don't know but he'll he'll never get fired at usc um but if it doesn't work out with the cowboys and even jerry jones jerry jones just he even said he wouldn't want to hire a college coach. So Jerry Jones should have gone out of Sean after Sean Payton. That's who he should have gone after. Mike McCarthy isn't bad, but Sean Payton would be an upgrade in my opinion. May need to upgrade that quarterback too, but that's another topic for another day. But uh yeah, uh some guys I just feel makes more sense in college, and that's what Lincoln Riley is. But Ryan Day, I think, is a little different. Um I think he actually, yeah, he was with Chip Kelly when he was with the 
four Eagles and I think the 49ers. Now the 49ers. I'm not so sure about the Eagles. Um, and uh, another name that I've talked about, Jeff Halfley. He, I know he struggled this year, but Jeff Halfley is a good coach. If I'm a Ohio State, if I, if I move on from day, I would look at Halfley. And if I'm an NFL team, I'd look at Halfley too. You got any there, Leo? Man, so we talking about coaches that uh to go. I, I was looking at a couple. Of, I was looking at the list, guys. Looking at some uh y'all talking about these head coaches, like so, you know guys that could be head coaches in the future. And I know you talk, y'all talking about Lincoln Riley. I think he could go to the NFL for the right off. Like NFL is like especially if they win a a championship in USC. I I can see him taking a two care route. Go ahead and oozing out there, out there college success. Because eventually, Pete Carroll, a guy that was made to to coach in LA, he even got tired of LA. And look where, and look what he's done. He's been in the NFL mm-hmm. for how long? Thirteen years now with the with the Seahawks. So that's a guy that I obviously would have on my radar. Uh, Brian, I'm surprised you didn't mention this guy that I was uh that I was looking at right now. What's his say? What's his name? Gerard Gerard Mayo. What he doing with the uh, Patriots? Yeah, he I had... think he's the. Uh, let me say this real quick. Uh, I think he's a coach and waiting for the Patriots. I really believe that. Yeah, he better go on. He better be the successor, in my opinion, to Belichick. Yeah, yeah but they better better do it quick because Mayo is a he ain't that defense. They were top five defense last year. Yeah. Like yeah. Mayo has him right. Like now, another guy that's a sleeper to be a head coach, my boy Josh McCown. I think he'll get a job. Like in the twenty, look at twenty twenty, go through DB twenty twenty five. Josh McCown gonna, gonna be the head coach of somebody's franchise. Hey, <laughs> I like this shit. Hey, twenty twenty five. Oh, y'all, y'all been here. Go ahead. Nah, go ahead. You go ahead. Y'all heard about uh, John Gruden being in, uh, hanging around the Saints facility? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, well, with, I, saw with the, I saw with the Saints shirt on and everything, with the gear and everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it think it's a plot, bro. A plot brewing. Well, you Uh-oh. think he's going to be the next Saints head coach? Man, look. I'm not trying to like a conspiracy theorist. Y'all know that. Yeah. But... I'm pretty sure that he's going through a lawsuit right now, right? Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that his legal team would have said, Hey, look, because of this lawsuit going on, I don't think it's the right for you to right for you to be around an NFL team right now. So yeah, I know it's like a gray area right now, but this dude is in, this dude is in the uh an NFL facility, bro. You know what I'm saying? And if that's – I mean, I think he'll be the OC, bro, for right now. And that might happen. If Pete Carmichael doesn't get things going, I can see that happening. Some people envision that – some people believe that if Dennis Allen struggles again, he might get canned and he might give Gruden a job like the uh, interim label and give him a trial. If he, they do better – he may become the full time coach, but mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just looking at I'm just observing the situation, right? It just it's interesting, bro. Right? Shot in the NFL. 
Bro, you never know. It depends on the lawsuit. Yeah, and yeah, I, I wonder if he would drop it if he got no. a dub tested. I don't know. Slander him. Yeah, I understand. But he he decided to do those emails, so he kind of has to yeah. blame. Uh, I don't think he's apologized either. Yeah. Another guy I thought of, how could we forget our boy Brian Flores? What do you think is going to happen? Go ahead. Go ahead. I I just was thinking about that, Brian. I just thought about his name, bro. I was about to say his name. You literally took the thought out of my mind, bro. I think he'll get another job again. It might not be another couple years, though, but he'll get a job in a couple years. 2024, 2025. I mean, he might be, I mean, if Dennis Allen gets fired, man, they might make that move to him, man. They might point to him. Yeah. Him or Ben Johnson. Yeah. My question, so, you really like Ben Johnson. Huh? You really like Ben Johnson. Yeah, I like Ben Johnson, man. He's a, a good. good old senior. Yeah, he's good. I like him, too. I was just – I noticed that. Um, With Brian Flores, my thing is – uh. How I mean he he I, I don't know if he would have got the Cardinals job, but he he uh got to that point. Maybe he knew he wasn't getting it, so that's why he dropped out. I don't know. Uh but the one thing I'll say is I want to know what he's learned from all of this. Because look, did I think he did he get a raw deal in Miami? You can say that, but I think I think th- it, there was some justification for him getting fired. And Mike McDaniel, we can all agree, is an upgrade over him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, from, an offensive standpoint, from an offensive mm-hmm. standpoint, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, and that's unfortunately, that's the way the league's going. So the number one question for me, who's his OC? Um, and this whole lawsuit thing, how is he going to handle it? And he just he has to just like when I feel like when he got fired, he 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 was furious and he just went he went a little crazy in in my opinion. And I'm not saying like I get it. I, I kind of actually did the same thing to you in a way. But um I I just hope he 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 learns from this and has the right plan and um it's just there's so much that goes in. And the one thing I will say, I like him being under a guy like Kevin O'Connell because he's going to learn a lot of stuff stuff from an offensive standpoint that I think will help him potentially as a head coach. Um, and look, and uh, hey, it never hurts to be around someone that needs shot in the So that also helps too. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, hey. but, but all seriousness, uh, I'm happy for Brian Flores. He at least gets to be a DC, and that Vikings defense is awful. So if he does a good job, um, he'll get some credit, and maybe he can get another job. But um, he's gonna have to. Uh, I think change his approach a little bit. Do you, Do you think that's fair? What I'm saying? No, really. I mean, it's supposed to doing what? We're in the team. Nah. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit, but mainly like just on on how he like maybe handles relationships. That because I think that played a role in why he was fired. I don't think they fired him because he wasn't a good coach. How his how his ability to cultivate relationships, especially with Tua, um, he's gonna have to do a better job with that. But 
Um, I think Kevin being around Kevin O'Connell will really, really help him grow as a coach. Yeah, we'll oh, see, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Y'all want to coach yeah. guy and talk about the rest. I feel like they're doing this with all black coaches. Y'all know how they set black coaches up. I feel like sometimes they take the fall. Todd Bowles is going to be fired after this season. He's going to be gone. Like, like yeah. He's the last yeah. at it. He's going to be gone. Like, bro, the roster's not not impressive at all. Yeah. They don't have, bro, there was, bro, I, I said this on Twitter. They should just start, we know what Baker is. They should just start Kyle Trask and see if he has some, has a, like a future in his league. He's a second round pick. Like, 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 start the guy. Like, they're setting him up to take the fall. Like, he's, and nobody's talking about it. Kyle Bowles will be the coach by the end of the season if they, if they have a bad year. If they don't make the playoffs, he's going to be fired. Look, even they go, huh? go ahead, DB, then I'll go. Even if they go like eight, what if they go like eight, nine or something, bro? Eight, nine, nine, and eight. No playoffs. He's fired. He's fired. Man, look, if, they, if that's the plan, bro. I try to get rid of uh, – I try to trade Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Devin White. Yeah. You get a lot for them Devin guys, White. man. Devin White asked to be traded, and they wouldn't trade him. I know. Get what they want. I was for them guys, man. I wouldn't even brought back with Montaigne David. Yeah. You get a lot for – you get a lot for Mike Evans, too, on the market. Christian the teams need wide receivers, bro. A lot. Chris Godwin – Shoot. But we'll see, man. I mean, some people believe Tampa is some people think Tampa's better than what we, what we think, man. They think that like they could be the second best team in the division. The defense still intact. I mean it's a little older, but the core of that defense still there. You know, but we'll see, man. What's up? No, I'm listening. Yeah, the, the, the defense still there. And it's still a good defense. Yeah. You know. Um, it'll be interesting to see, man. But a lot, a lot of questions, man. A lot of, a lot of burning questions, man. He, in the, re, the response to Brian's uh, Sean Payton uh, thing, I mean, what you say is it's true to a certain extent, man. But Taysom Mill ran. This dude turned Taysom Mill to a functional quarterback. Yeah, that won games. Yeah, Taysom Mill for football. Yeah, that's Taysom fair. Mill, I mean, and I hope, yeah. it's a better pass than Taysom. Yeah. But so, Taysom has a big arm. But, no, he doesn't. Taysom, Taysom Hill? His own better than Tebow. It's better than Tebow. It's not better than Russell. Uh, Russell and Taysom okay. are runners. What Russell uh, Wilson messed up, what Russell messed up is when he tried to become a pocket passer. That's what happened. Yeah. Sean Payton, yeah. Sean Payton said that Russell would be better if he lean into more of lean into more of what he is, which is yeah. playmaker, an yeah. ad liver, instead of being Peyton Manning. He ain't no pocket passer, bro. He's not. So I think he's gonna try to get Russell to go back to what he was, but he's a little older now. So he's in that that area where, you know. He could, he cannot he may not be able to move as much, but we'll see, man. I mean, I don't know if he turns into Drew Brees though, man. That just I don't know, man. He, like the elements of Drew Brees' game is like it's generational stuff, man. I don't know if Russell Wilson is like has that type of intelligence 
from the pocket, man, to do that stuff. So we'll see. All right, so we have you off right now, man. Just like, comment, subscribe to the channel. What's up? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a few things I wanted to say. I'm sorry. It'll be real quick. Um, um, Todd Bowles, hot seat. Actually, look, you can make case he should have been fired last year. Like, and I, 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 I look. But look, I can understand the argument for it. And but my biggest issue with Todd Bowles, he's got to have to be more aggressive. That was my biggest issue. And look, he got Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, I don't think he's in the league right now. I hope he can at least. We even mentioned Byron Leftwich's name, dog. Yeah, I'm I just, even heard Byron Leftwich's name. Yeah, dude. I'm just saying, but I hope he can get. Because he was a head coaching candidate. He got some interviews. Now he's not even in the league. I hope he can be an analyst or something, assistant coach or something, uh, grow as an uh, offensive coach. But back to Todd Bowles. This is a big year for him. How they finish would be important. Uh, Right now the QB play is not good. Uh, One of my uh, high school teammates, actually, he's with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Excuse me, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's an undrafted free agent. He's a tight end. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if he'll make the roster, but hopefully he uh, makes the practice squad. Um, but I think, look, my issue with Todd Bowles, he needs to be more aggressive. And look, this league is leaning towards offensive coaches. So if you're a defensive coach, and I like the hire they made, uh, the QB coach from Seattle, uh, hopefully he, they can bring some of what Seattle did uh, to – the Bucks, but you gotta, you better be productive enough where, where it justifies us having you as a coach because this league, a lot of teams, not saying you can't be successful if you're a defensive coach, but a lot of the teams that are having success have offensive minded coaches. So this is a big year for Todd Bowles. If they, if they fail or don't, um, get where they need to be in terms of if they're just like really, really bad where you have no choice, then I, I can't blame them. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And then Joshua Khan, I agree with you. It's funny how Joshua Khan, um, basically he was going to get hired by the Texans. Then they got scared and scared out of doing it. Joshua Khan, a lot of people I respect believe he's, he's going to be a head coach and can be a really solid one. Um, and you, you guys have seen it. A lot of these backup quarterbacks make solid coaches. Doug Peterson, um, I know Matt Nagy got fired, but he he was an okay coach. Um, who else? Kevin O'Connell. Um, there are probably a few more that I don't know off the top of my head, but they make solid coaches. And so I really – Frank Reich, I think, was a backup QB. And so I, I really want to see Joshua Khan get his shot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see – what jobs open up this off season. Um but yeah, that that's all I wanted to add. I thought that was important to say. Yeah, yeah, man. Um social media would have flipped out if Bowles got fired last year, man. After playoff push. Do you ask? They would have flipped out. People, they flipped out people, but they Yeah. A lot of people I respect believe that they're not saying they wanted him fired, but it would have been justified. Um, but look, look, I'm glad Todd Bowles is getting another shot. Let's see what he can do with it. But this is a big year. That's why he, in a way, fired 
Byron Leftwich. I don't think he wanted to, but he felt like the offense needed wasn't performing, and he couldn't go into the year a year where he's on the hot seat um, and have questions there. So he's bringing in his own OC. I like the guy they hired. Uh, the QB position uh, comes from question marks, but they have talent. Um, that division is wide open. That's going to be one interesting division to watch. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. All right, please subscribe to our channel. Oh, let's take this list on Apple Potter, Spotify, Apple Spotify, Odyssey. Um, Spreaker, give us five star rating, leave a review. I heart as well. Have a blessed night. Peace. We out.